congratulations on on this film. It's very thrilling and 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 well written. Um, how did you get the part? Uh, and was there a lengthy audition involved with it? There actually really was. <laughs> Um, you know, the funny thing is, is, uh, so Marissa Ross was the casting director of this film and she's just phenomenal. And, and I really, I have to say how appreciative I am being the level that I was at and being called in for the lead of this film. And, uh, I really appreciate her belief in me. So I went in, I read for her, I went in, I read for Ravine, um, I had a chemistry read, and then it was also, I had a chat with Ravine afterwards, and he really wanted to know what I thought about the script and what, if I wanted to be involved in this project. It was very important to him to, I think, compile a group of artists who wanted to work together um, and had a common goal in mind. I remember at one point he asked me before I got caught cast, he said, um, you know, psychologically, this is going to be really challenging. Can you do it? Hmm. And I remember sitting across from him saying, yes. And in my mind going, I hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, it was auditioning, but it was also, I think very important to Ravine that there was a connection between the script the character and our common goal. Uh, how about you, Gideon? Was was the process lengthy or pretty quick for you? Uh, uh, reasonably straightforward, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I put because I wasn't in. Um, <clears throat> I was in. Uh, where was I at the time? Uh, I was in LA. LA at the time. I had to think about that for a moment. I was in LA at the time <laughs> and um, put myself on tape, and uh, I sent that off, and. Um, uh, yeah, and then there was a phone call and some uh, some sort of negotiation and stuff. And yeah, and also had a, had a nice conversation with Ravine as well, which was which is always really really nice. It's it's reasonably rare for you know um, non uh, you know big name actors to to have that kind of conversation with a director before taking on a project. So that's that's always nice, and and that gave me the confidence that uh, there was someone that I could have a. Um, collaborative uh, process with yeah and i know a little inside information that maybe gid doesn't even know <laughs> that gid was the first one cast hmm. and once ravine told me once he saw gid's tape he knew he could make the film just so you know he just hmm. knew wow. that he was so amazing in this role he was like okay i can make this film so um i was not that <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's a role reversal film, which we're seeing more and more of, but you know, you, you don't hold back. I mean, even, even as an actress, I don't think you're holding anything back. Well, what a huge compliment. Thank you so much. Um, that was a goal of mine to be really honest because of the subject matter and honoring the scripts. Um, I determined I would never hold back. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a goal. So thank you so much for saying that. Uh, Gideon, one of the layers in the film, it does <clears throat> talk about suicide and, you know, it's reaching national and worldwide global, you know, pandemic uh, proportions. Uh, approaching that, what was your research like? Um, I mean, I, th I think what what is interesting about um, Gabriel, the character I play, is, is you know, where he... he uh, you know, initially sort of starts out, um, you know, at this 
a call center, um, you know, trying to help people who are considering um, suicide, and and then it becomes a real personal quest for him, you know, and and he, you know, is so invested that he sort of falls off uh, the deep end, you know, to a degree. I mean, for me. I know that uh, you know in, in dark points in my life, I've I've thought about things like this. You know, I've I've certainly never tried um, tried anything, but I I do know um, personally like those moments um, where I've thought you know if, if I could just like end everything, it would be easier than facing yeah. what I'm facing in in that given moment. Unfortunately, I've you know uh, um, seen those moments pass. Um, and I've also had good friends who've lost people. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends lost her sister to suicide. And, um, for me, I think it was sort of just leaning into that, into that place and how, um, relatable, I guess, uh, those feelings are. Um, and then the notion of, of being so invested or, or obsessed with trying to fix something where, um, you know, you're sort of bl uh, blinkered to to actually seeing anything else other than I have to fix this thing. I have to fix you. I have to, you know, uh, make things better. So, so for me, it was it was leaning into that. Really quickly, I just want to say thank you, Gideon, for being so honest. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the first step uh, for everybody out there. Is oh, yeah. You know, they're not alone, and they definitely aren't. Um, especially in the world of actors, we feel everything and feeling everything can be glorious one day and it can be really hard another day. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me is I just wanted to, I just wanted to put a light on the people that have suicidal uh, thoughts or manage depression. These are some of the strongest people in the world, you know, it's not temporary and they fight it. And, um, and so I just applaud that. That was really important for me to show as well. So I actually am blessed to have uh, very close friends who are psychiatrists and therapists. And I spoke directly with them and, and actually Ravine allowed me to show them the script mm. and say, is there anything in here that's outlandish? Is there anything in here that is, is speaking truth to you? Um, also, I read books, um, firsthand accounts of people that had manic depression. Mm. Um, and, uh, and also, you know, listening, yeah, to our hearts, we all have this beautiful rainbow of uh, emotions in us. And um, I think that's what's really great about Victor's character, Gideon's character, is he brings, he brings so much um, depth to it. and that we don't uh, judge somebody on one level, you know? Um, I think, you know, there's all these serial killer movies out there. I think what makes us a little bit different and I hope people really enjoy is you really do get to see into our characters' backgrounds and what led us to the certain points that we came to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I too have uh, known people who either lost somebody to suicide mm. or um, I've known people that, um, I've lost to suicide and we, I, I don't think any of us has to look that far. We're losing 22 people a day. Yes. To suicide. It is a pandemic. And I think one of the biggest reasons is because we are allowing a very silly stigmatism, uh, to hinder us from discussing mental health. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, we, you know, we close our eyes and, and bury our heads like ostriches sometimes. And that doesn't help anybody. It really doesn't. And people are scared to bring up the conversation because they don't want that answer. And I think we need to change that um, immediately. Otherwise, we're going to lose. We're losing a lot of children. And and my God, there's no reason to. Right. I'm going to change the, uh, the, the, yeah. the 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 structure of our of our conversation for a moment. Gideon, you do a hell of a lot of voice work. Yeah. Um, how does voice work affect your or or, or, or inform your acting? Um, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think I think they sort of feed feed each other um, in terms of yeah voice work versus um, on camera. Uh, yeah, uh, most of what I do voiceover wise is for you know video games and animation, and so it is. You know, they are largely acting roles versus uh, sort of commercial and promo stuff. And um, what's I mean, what's kind of liberating is you know I can be cast in a role. Uh, in a voice function where it's it's not determined by how I look so I can play far broader than than how I look um in the voice realm um and um yeah it it I mean what's 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 fun about um uh, VO is that you get uh, um you know just paint with with the voice you know so sort of finding uh, character and age and um and and that sort of thing so uh I forget, I forget the question now. But, um, <laughs> I was just asking, how does it inform your on-screen acting? Yeah, I, th I think um, certainly the other way definitely works. Definitely, my sort of training as a as like a theater actor in like drama school informs informs the VO. I guess in terms of the VO, uh, uh, the other way around, um, it certainly helped uh, you know tune my ear to. Um, you know, certain accents and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I guess a little more sort of nuanced, perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Heidi, I haven't forgotten about you. I've got, oh, I've, got, I've got two questions for you. One, acting in front of a camera and acting on stage are two different things. I mean, one, you're playing to the back of the house. The other one, you're playing, you know, to a lens. Yeah. <laughs> you... You have to stop and check yourself every so often to see that you're not over, you know, Absolutely. over. I think that that's a brilliant question. And to be really honest, because Chicago is is filled with such amazing um, a, a group of theater actors. It's one of the biggest notes I try to give my actor friends mm -hmm. when they're making the crossover from theater into TV. Um, yeah, I mean. It's all listening and reacting, but completely different. I mean, it really, it's like the difference of going to a wedding or a funeral. You know what I mean? Like you just wear your emotions completely um, uh, differently. And there are things that are so exhilarating about the stage. Uh, but really, last production I got to do is with, at the Mark Taper with Annette Benning and Alfred Molina. And that was amazing. I mean, Alfred Molina is just so mind blowingly. He, he is an incredible talent. Um, he, he is a national treasure. He really is. And I have to tell you, he is also one of the nicest people in the world. I couldn't, I couldn't speak higher of him. Um, 
And every night he's brilliant. And every night it's genuine. He never repeats himself uh, just for the purpose of repeating himself. He is so present. Um, on stage, I, I mean, so I say on stage, I actually meant on a sound stage. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what I do now, you know what I mean? So I do TV and film and I love that too. I love being so intimate and um, uh, yeah. So it is completely different and um, I haven't done a lot of crossing over because of that reason more recently, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. They're both great, but very different. And, and my second question is with a name like Johanning Meyer, <laughs> has some agent ever asked you just to change your last name? Do you know what's great? Um, so I am one of those rare birds that did Los Angeles first and then did Chicago. Most people do Chicago and then they do Los Angeles. But I uh, grew up in the middle of nowhere in Iowa and I was like, I'm going to LA. <laughs> every single agent tried to change me in some way. You know what I mean? Whether it was my name. For a while I went by Heidi Meyer. Um, but I have to tell you, I swear that having my, and that is my real last name. So having my authentic last name has brought up great discussions in, <laughs> in, in the room with directors and producers that I would not have had. They're like, what is your name? And, you know, we end up talking and they see that I'm not just an actor. They, they get to see my personality as a person. Mm. So um, I'm really, I'm really proud that I've held on to it now. See, Gideon Emery is a cool name. I mean, I think it's replaced Brent Lewis for me as a cool name. <laughs> it is a good name. Yeah, I can take no credit for it. My, uh, yeah, uh, completely my parents. Um, I know when I was when I was growing up, I wanted like a monosyllabic first name, like a Matt. You know, it just seemed like sort of stronger. Yeah, similar to Heidi. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm glad that I uh, hung on to it. I do remember, funny enough, the first week of first year of drama school, um, we were in, I think we were in design class, but whatever, uh, somebody came, came forward and uh, interrupted the class and gave us all, uh, circulated around the sheet of paper, which was basically you would write down your real name and then you would write down your stage name, which henceforth you would be known as, right? Um, I was like, oh man, like you've just left school, you know, and now, now and then it wasn't like they were, you know, told us about this last week where we could spend some time thinking about it and like, oh, what would be a really good, so literally it was sort of sprung on us and then it was working its way around and we were sort of trying to listen to like sort of the lecture at the same time and then the thing came around to me and it's like, it's too, I can't just like just stumble into like, and like, oh, I'll come up with something spur of the moment. So I stuck with my own name and I'm, I'm glad. Uh, glad you did too. That's a yeah. great name. <laughs> I, I changed my name for a time to Tony Chase when I was doing a lot of radio, but I just, I, I couldn't lie. My mother was upset. So we can't with Tony Chase, Tony Chase, a kiss on the face from Tony Chase. Um, my gosh, it's such a great honor and pleasure to talk to you both. You have such a great cast and crew. Thank you. And we really appreciate, you know, you reaching out and us doing this because this is, this is an indie film and it's a little bit like David and Goliath, you know, we're not a big studio film. And, and so you helping us promote us is great. Right now we are number 17 on Apple TV. What to watch. We're going to, we're going to get it up to number, number one. All we'll, right. We'll do that. <laughs> That's good. But again, I'm, you know, I'm telling people that this is such a ride 
Thank you. With 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 Heidi in the Liam Neeson role. Uh, I'm just kidding. But no, I'll it, it take is, it. I will take that. <laughs> but it is just a really fun edge of your seat white knuckle fi film, and you guys again did such a great job. Right to your gaffers, your your ads, everyone involved with this film uh, seemed to really really love it, and it shows in the final piece. It does. And so, uh, yeah, please watch it. It's called 100 Days to Live. It is everywhere on VOD, but make it number one on uh, on Apple, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. There you go. I love it. I'll, I'll All right. just say, uh, Tony, uh, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. You want money. <laughs> I don't have much. Don't oh, you got to record a phone. Take a set of skills. <laughs> skills that make talking pictures. A nightmare for people like you. <laughs> Thanks, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it has been a real across the board. He's so talented across the board. So yeah. <laughs> and, and listen, if this wasn't where we are today with the pandemic, I'd be taking you both out to lunch at this point. So nice, uh, but no deep dish for I me. I love no it. Deep dish. Uh, no thin, right. thin crust. Lunch, lunch to drinks. I love it. We, well, come out to Sundance next year, and we'll get together. Sounds great. I'll make it happen. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, you know. Do another one of these. 100, 101. 101. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to end the uh, the recording.